Hello and welcome to Die Hard and Glory Hunters. We, after a big break, have finally got another fan. And I'm pleased to say, for the first time on Die Hard and Glory Hunters, we've actually got a fan and me in the same place. Um, so we're going to meet him in just a second. Um, I'm not going to do a scouting report this week because... Well, I just haven't really haven't bothered to do one. Um, but the Premier League has sort of spoken for itself so far this season. It's obviously been absolutely brilliant watch, and every game um, is sort of a scouting report into itself, really. So we're not going to waste time with that for the time being. Um, and we're going to get straight into interviewing our fan of the week. So um, please introduce yourself. I'm Ollie. I'm an Arsenal fan. It's a pleasure to be here and an honour to spend an hour with you on your birthday. Yes, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, we're actually doing this on my birthday. Um, so it's a special centenary episode of, of Die Hards and Glory Hunters. But pleasure to have you on the show, Ollie. So we're going to start with just um, some basic questions. And what are your first memories of being an Arsenal fan? Can you remember why it is that you supported Arsenal? And what were sort of the first things you can remember? Uh, I think I started supporting Arsenal because quite a few of my family members do and just when you start playing football when you're a kid you feel like you need to adopt a club and I feel like those were the players, the Arsenal players that were always the ones on TV when I was watching because my family were always had them on whilst we were doing anything or anything like that so I remember them playing the most and I think when I started getting into football when I was younger it was probably just after the Invincible season so that was obviously a big attraction when I was younger. Mm. Yeah, of course. So that was going to be sort of my next question. What was the, if could you put a time on it? So that's sort of around just after 2004 then. Yeah. Is sort of when, so that that's obviously a great Arsenal team. So that's Henri and Perez and um, Vieira just gone or was Vieira still kicking around at that point? Do you still remember? There. Still there. Yeah. Um, so, okay. And then if we, if we go to the present day, because obviously I think your lifetime of... Um, being an Arsenal fan is obviously obviously similar to lots of others in that it started out great and it's sort of gone not completely downhill but slightly downhill since then so uh, my first question would be what did you think when Arsene Wenger left were you anti you know did you want him to go or were you sad to see the back of him after 20 odd years or whatever it was um, I think that's strange I think a lot of different Arsenal fans will have a lot of different opinions I can't say that I was wishing for him to go because he'd been there since I was a little boy or since, even since I was born so it would have been strange for me uh, but do miss him in the obviously we haven't had much success since then especially not with Emery but hopefully Arteta is going to show us into the light as it were yeah absolutely I mean the early signs are, are pretty good aren't they with, with Arteta and he certainly impressed me as a neutral I think um, he sort of made Arsenal a bit solid, a bit more solid again, which is something that you've been missing for for such a long time. Okay, well, um, we'll we'll probably uh, the conversation will just flow as we go along, but we'll crack on straight away with um, not so quick fire, quick fire questions. Um, and I'm sort of interested to know as we started talking about the you know the back end of the invincible team, who is your favourite Arsenal player of all time? So they don't have to be a current player of all time. Uh, I think this is going to be an obvious one. I think a lot of people are going to get this, but yep. it has to be Thierry Henry. Yeah. Well, to be honest, I was sort of expecting that to be the answer, but that's because I wanted to talk about Thierry Henry a bit. So, just what what makes him 
um, so special, especially to Arsenal fans. And do you have a particular memory of him that stands out watching on TV or whatever? Uh, I'm going to skip to the second part of that question. Okay. My memory of him was coming back because when he came back, sorry, uh, in 2011, 2012, mm-hmm. uh, I don't remember watching much of him when I was, say, six, seven, eight years old. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I remember him coming back scoring at the Emirates which was very strange to see him in the anniversary top as well 125 years that was all very weird um, I think he means so much to Arsenal fans because he was such a great player for us and he was such a great player for anyone he played for and he just wowed everyone centre-backs in the Premier League just couldn't stop him mm. scored incredible goals yeah yeah I think that's the thing with Omri is not just that he scored so many goals. I mean, the stats will speak for themselves, but literally, like, I watched, um, we see in the Sky Show 100 Club, yeah. um, like, they showed him, and, like, literally every goal was a worldie. I know they were obviously showing a selection and not every single one, but to have the ratio, like, the ratio of goals that were just absolute worldies was just phenomenal. Like, his score of amazing goals, as well as, obviously, just consistently scoring goals. And, I mean, obviously, it was a bit in the headlines recently because of De Bruyne matching it, in terms of assists but obviously in one season he also managed to get 20 assists and I think don't necessarily quote me on this but I'm pretty confident in saying that the only other player to have got 20 plus goals and 20 plus assists in a season is Messi over the last 20 years or so so that sort of suggests just how good Omri you know Omri was at his absolute prime okay um we'll We'll go to um, back to the modern day then. And who is your favourite current player in the Arsenal squad? Uh, perhaps an obvious one again, mm-hmm. but it has to be Aubameyang. Yep. Okay. Uh, just for what he's done for us for the last few seasons, especially, especially since Wenger's left and the mess that we've been in since then, Aubameyang seems to be everywhere for us, helping us in every situation possible. And everyone's been saying, especially recently, that we're a one-man club or whatever, and we'd be nowhere without him. And I'm not saying that they're wrong or right, but we definitely wouldn't be the same if we didn't have him. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, as from Chelsea fans' point of view, pretty much won you the FA Cup final. It was you know, his two goals and his performance that was the difference between Arsenal and Chelsea on that day. Um, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. What a player he is, and he's sort of. Though I'm not comparing him directly to Thierry Henry, that would be unfair. Um, he's sort of as as important probably to this Arsenal team as Henry was to the um, the previous Arsenal team. And there's I think they've got some similarities in the way they play as well. Because Aubameyang obviously starts on the left, but Henry, even though he was played traditionally up front, used to cu- cut in from that left-hand side all the time. So, yeah, they're similar in a number of aspects, but obviously Aubameyang still got a little way to go to match to match to match Diary Henri but who knows still still plenty of time for that okay so we'll, we'll focus on the we've done the positives we'll focus on the negatives then and of the current squad if you were Mikel Arteta who would you be looking to um, move on um, in the January transfer window or even just if you could get rid of them you would get rid of them um, I think this one's been spoken about a lot and probably a lot on Twitter would be David Luiz recently. Okay, okay. Why would you get rid of David Luiz? It's just mistakes after mistakes after he's put into the squad. He's relied on every time by the manager and 
every so often he's okay but there's just so many mistakes at the back that we really shouldn't be having as a supposed top Premier League side just needs strengthening in that area yeah I mean David Luiz is like I don't, I don't know how to describe him he's sort of like the ultimate enigma for a top level footballer because he keeps getting these moves to big clubs you know he's played for Chelsea twice PSG and now Arsenal and when he has good games he looks like a really really good centre half because he's so good on the ball his you know long long passing's excellent I always liked that when he um when he played for Chelsea especially in that season we won the league most recently and he played in the centre of a three he was phenomenal with um, setting up attacks and all that stuff however it's almost like you accepting that if you play him 30 games in a season he's going to cost you four or five games just him with his mistakes which is just sort of ridiculous I can't think of another player in the world that is well maybe apart from um, a certain Chelsea keeper at the moment but um, who consistently costs teams that many points just by his own mistakes so yeah uh, is it I, yeah I'm, I mean I'm not totally surprised that you said him but I guess that's the thing with Louise is that he's either really really good or really really bad and there doesn't seem to be a lot in between I'm going to go slightly off script now because we sort of skipped past this at the beginning but what would your prediction for Arsenal be this season and what would be a good season this year so come May or whenever the season actually finishes this time around what would be a good season for Arsenal um, I think this is going to be a tough season for a lot of teams because a lot of teams have got a lot stronger mm-hmm. and I think Chelsea especially is showing not right at the start of the season but now they're showing that they can really perform um, my prediction would be fifth mm-hmm. probably I'd be very happy if we get Champions League okay alright so you're not going you're not getting carried away high in the sky we're going to compete for the title or anything even though what the opening weeks of this season in particular have shown is that it's really hard to predict who's actually going to win it especially with Van Dijk recently getting injured for Liverpool that opens it up even more but I think I think I actually I can't remember when I did my prediction video I think I had Arsenal 5th or 6th so yeah pretty close and what would you expect to win a trophy with that or would that be a bonus is that not the priority this season um I don't think that's priority this season not for me anyway Mm -hmm. um I think we've shown that we can win cups recently hence why we've just had the FA Cup win and the Community Shield win from last season I'd rather uh, qualify for the Champions League this season Okay, perfect Um, so uh, we'll we'll go back to the positives again then and again put yourselves in Arteta's shoes you are Arsenal manager and I know this is possibly more difficult question to ask you than it has been some of the other guys I've asked this just because of the timing because the transfer window is just shut but if you could sign one other player so let's say you were given a free hit, unlimited paycheck, um, within reason. Obviously, don't say you know Messi or Ronaldo. Um, who would you add to this Arsenal squad that isn't there already? Uh, Van Dijk. Van Dijk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just need strength at the centre back area. It's what we've needed for a couple of seasons. Everyone's been talking about it. We've brought in a few new centre backs recently, but what Van Dijk would do to that side, him as a leader in the defence as well mm-hmm. and just the player that he is would just be incredible for us okay yeah well totally agree with you there um the player that you did sign in that area is obviously gabriel 
Um, and from what you've seen so far, if anything, promising signs? Do you think he could eventually, because he's still quite young, do you think he could become the sort of Van Dyke-like player? I hope so. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's done very well for us so far. After I didn't even think that he was going to start for us um, in the games that he has this season, he's doing very well. And Saliba, who was on loan last season, is coming into the side, well, he's not starting for us, but he's playing for our Rangers teams. Mm-hmm. He seems to be doing okay for them. Yeah, I'm not really sure what's happened, so I don't want to speculate, but I think he had some sort of personal problem, um, Saliba. And maybe a relative died or something. I don't know if that, like, if that's a rumor, then I obviously apologise. And if anyone's started that rumor without knowing it to be true, that's really weird. But I definitely heard that was mentioned. So if that is the case, obviously, I guess maybe it will take a bit longer for him to actually break into the team than it has um, Gabriel. Okay, right. We'll keep um, speeding along then, and we'll talk about some of the the favourite matches and moments that you can remember. From being a um, Arsenal fan, so are there any? I mean, you can have more than one um, specific moments or matches that will you consider your favourite or best? Um, so, favourite one that springs to mind, not necessarily because we've won anything or because the game meant anything, but to an Arsenal fan, when we beat Spurs five uh, two in twenty twelve, we went two 0 down after Adibayor. Sorry, Adibayor who obviously had just gone there, scored a penalty, mm-hmm. and then scored five past them. Yeah, that was a good game. I was very happy with that. Yeah. Did it, did Alaba also get sent off in that game? Or was that the season after? Because didn't you beat them 5-2 in consecutive seasons or something? It like, was something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. So, But I, I know the one you mean. I think Harry Redknapp was Spurs manager at the time. And was this the season where, in typical style especially after the weekend that we've just seen with um, them blowing a three-goal lead in the last 10 minutes. I think they bottled it again. So they were in the title race until, like, February. And after that defeat, they didn't even get Champions League football, I think. Yeah, if, it, Yeah, exactly. Because if it was 2012, then that was the year Chelsea won the Champions League. And even though I think Spurs finished fourth, which would have been just behind you in third, they didn't get Champions League because, obviously, we nicked their we nicked their spot by winning it so yeah classic Spurs indeed and it's good to see that um, that's that's continuing quite frankly with the with the absolute bottle job that was um, that was yesterday's performance Um, are there any other um, matches and moments what about the do you were you uh, interested to know do you remember the 2006 Champions League run particularly not particularly not particularly Um, so that was just before you um started watching Arsenal regularly um so because that's sort of the thing with Arsenal and Champions League moments I guess they tend to sort of die around the last 16 um quarterfinal stage you know like a few years in a row you kept losing to Bayern and Barca admittedly tough draws yeah we have had some tough draws yeah yeah and then I remember one year when it looked like it was going to be your actual moment, you got beaten by Monaco. I, I think that was um, in you know semi recent, semi recent memory. Okay, what about worst moments as an Arsenal fan? Um, I think you're going to like this one. It's a lot more recent. Uh, losing to Chelsea four one in the Europa League final. Okay, yeah. Last year, that was not good. Not good at all. I my memory of the game is I was in Germany at the time 
um, watching it in a, an Irish pub or something. It was a really weird game, that, actually, because I genuinely remember saying to a friend at the time that I didn't even care if um, Chelsea won. Like, I know that's the show's called Die Hard and Glory Hunters. There you go. That says it all about my fandom. But I honestly didn't care. Like, the, you know, after you've won the Champions League, the Europa League, even though it's still obviously a good trophy to win, was sort of irrelevant. And it was especially irrelevant because we'd finished third. So we didn't need it to get into the Champions League, whereas Arsenal obviously did. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, genuinely, it's possibly the least I've ever cared about a final. And actually, I'd, if I could have the ability to change time, I'd rather have won the FA Cup final that's just gone, which you won. Yeah. And I'd have happily lost the Europa League final that obviously Chelsea won. Um, and I wonder if Arsenal fans would swap that as well, because would you have rather have got into the Champions League this season just gone and not taken the FA Cup, or has it all worked out for the best with Arteta and everything? I think I'd have swapped. Yeah. We've won the FA Cup a lot recently. Yeah. Would be nice to have a European trophy Mm -hmm. and it'd be nice to have a Champions League spot. Yeah. No, that's what I mean. I thought that would be the answer, to be honest. It's um, funny how these uh, things sort of work out. And obviously, uh, you know, obviously this isn't about Chelsea, but I didn't like Sarri as manager. A lot of Chelsea fans didn't like Sarri as manager. So I think (laughs) didn't really care that he won, really. I mean, obviously he didn't do that bad a job, but it wouldn't have meant as much as Frank Lampard winning a trophy, for example. Um, okay, right, so we'll, we'll sort of, we've um, gone through a few of the uh, questions so far, and we, we, we could touch on favourite manager, but I'm guessing I would know the know the answer. That's the, that's the advantage of, um, <laughs> of having one manager for 20 odd years. Um, would you have him back at Arsenal, Banger? In any, is there a world in which he could come back to Arsenal? Uh, I'm not sure if there's a world in which he could. I'd have him back if we, if Arteta doesn't do well. If Arteta seriously flops now, which at the moment doesn't look like he's going to, mm-hmm. and at the moment it looks like he's got a serious plan which he's putting in place even with the few signs that he's made so far. Um, but if we, if he pl- flopped. And even if we got a manager after that that really wasn't looking good and Arsene Wenger wanted to come back, then I'd be happy to have him back. Okay. All right. Then again, I'm sort of like going off script a bit. Um, If you could have any manager after Arteta, because I wonder, now this is me sort of playing devil's advocate, but I was thinking this when I was watching the highlights of the City-Arsenal game at the weekend. Do you think, honestly, and... You know, you can answer with a an Arsenal head on, of course, that Arteta would be tempted to leave Arsenal for City if Guardiola was to leave in the next couple of years, because I could see that happening. I don't know. I think it depends on the relationship that he's built up there on his time at City and his time under Pep. I don't know what the relationship is like there with him and the chairman and the rest of the club. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if that he thought that he could win a trophy over there more than he could win one at Arsenal, yeah. then he probably would go. Yeah, I wonder if money will come into it actually, because that, that it was re- I thought it was really weird, or either genius to be fair, if they've done it totally deliberately. But with it seemed like they didn't have the money for um, for party. Um, who you signed on deadline day, and then right on deadline day you just paid the full amount and got him straight away from 
under Atletico's nose. So I think with Arsenal, it's really hard to work out just how much money is actually at the club because you did the same thing with um, Pepe last summer in that it didn't look like there was any money and then all of a sudden 70 million just went on, on Pepe and I think they set it out to pay in some sort of weird instalment deal but still, 70 million is obviously a, um, a lot of money. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think from, I don't understand, obviously Arsenal fans probably want there to be more money available but it just, it always seems strange to me exactly either where the money's coming from and how and when it's available. Um, though the one thing I would say is that it seems like Edu, who's come back to be the um, like sporting director, seems to have had a real knack of actually signing you top targets, because I think you've probably had one of the better transfer windows um, of the summer, really. Which of the signings are you most excited about? Uh, of this transfer window? Yeah. Um, I think William's gone really unnoticed. I think we got him from an absolute bargain mm -hmm. and he just seems to have come straight into the side doing so well with the side and contributing so well to everything that we seem to be doing so far mm -hmm. and everyone's just acting like he's been here the whole time. Nobody seems to be really picking up the fact that we've signed him and he's been incredible for us. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. He's gone massively under the radar and obviously as someone who's seen quite a lot of William over the last 10 years or so, I, I definitely think that was a really good signing. It's not even one of those where I'm sad that he left Chelsea necessarily because I, obviously we've just got a lot of players in those four positions now um, and, he's, and he's over 30. But in terms of like consistent Premier League proven quality, William's like as good, you know, as good as there is out there and especially getting him on a free and stuff. So... Um, yeah, definitely. I think that one's gone over under the radar. Um, well, we talked about him as well. What do you think of um, Pepe? Because um, I have not, I'm not a, I'm not a fan so far. I have to say, of Nicola Pepe. But oh, you've probably seen more of him than I have. Um, I think that he's just one that is growing into the squad, and I think he's shown that he can. He has the magic. But he's just very inconsistent. Mm -hmm. I remember a game for that he played for us in the Europa League last year. It might have just been group stages or something. Uh, but we were losing. I can't even remember who it was. But he got subbed on, and he scores two free kicks from the same sort of area. Oh yeah, yeah, on I remember. the right hand side mm -hmm. on his left foot and curled it into the left, uh, top left corner both times within the last twenty minutes of the game. Both free kicks. Mm -hmm. um, I think that he will settle into the club. And I think maybe Willian is going to help him with that and the uh, competing for position, which he obviously now currently has to do. Um, and Saka as well just seems to be competing for the same position. We've got all sorts of players uh, on the wings and Martinelli when he comes back from injury, which who was incredible last year in the Europa League as well, I think. But I Pepe will come through. He will be good. <laughs> said with like sort of uncertainty like you were trying to convince yourself when you said that um, okay well you sort of beautifully led into what I was going to ask you then so I'm not you don't have to go through the whole team but especially in those forward positions who would who do you think is the best Arsenal attack because you've got loads of options there now with Aubameyang and Lacazette and um, Nketiah as well who can all play in the forward position obviously so um, well you can pick your own formation so it doesn't matter you can have three or four of them or whatever who would you have in your best Arsenal starting 11? 
It's a tough one. It's just in the forward positions, you don't have to go from keeper to midfield or whatever. Um, I'd say Aubameyang. Yep. Obviously. Uh, Pepe <laughs> and Willian. Yeah. What? So Aubameyang through the middle. Yeah. Willian right. Yeah. Or Pepe right and Willian left. Yeah, I think those two could probably play either position, so yeah. I don't think it particularly matters either side they play. They probably end up changing halfway through the game anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. So, um, not Saka. Or, or would you just have Saka playing slightly back, for example? So left wing back, for example, because he can play there. Um, I wouldn't play Saka in the forwards, out of the forwards that we have for my top team, because he's such a youngster. I know he's shown that he can do it, but he's such a youngster and he just needs the, the experience I think to get into it okay fair enough fair enough so I, I guess we're so, just sort, sort of massively um, going off the cuff here but do you think Arsenal are capable of winning at one of the big trophies Premier League or Champions League sort of one I'm getting at though I'm not sniffing at the FA Cup like Arsenal's FA Cup record is actually phenomenal um, but one of the big two under Arteta in the next let's say two to three years and yeah. what and what would have to happen to get there yeah I think so I trust in Arteta he, as I've been saying he seems to have a plan and he seems to be putting it in place with the short time that he's had so far we seem to be getting there and we seem to be improving a lot. The plan is coming to fruition and we will get there. I, although I think it's definitely going to take more three years than one or two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to see us win the Premier League or the Champions League. But I think we will get there and I think the, the changes that we've got to make have obviously got to be in defence. I think Leno's shown that he could be one of the best keepers when he's playing properly mm-hmm. uh, so I don't think that's a problem I think it's more in the centre back areas Yeah. Um, if Tierney can get there then he'll be our left back Yeah, like and Tierney. he's still a young lad so he could be there for a while I think the right back position has got to change oh really not a, not a Bellerin fan I'm a Bellerin fan but he's been there so long and he's not incredible mm-hmm. he's never shown that he is the level of fullbacks that we've had before like Cole or Laurent I just think we could get a better replacement there mm-hmm. okay and I think the middle of the park's a really interesting thing with Arsenal and it's impossible to say now because obviously Party's just come in and he seems to be the sort of player that you've literally needed for like 10 years like not Vieira is a, a bad example because Vieira was obviously incredible in that he was a, a tackler but also he could spray the ball around the pitch and create stuff and everything so he's sort of one of a kind there but I just don't know why it, you know it was constantly thrown at Wenger why haven't you signed like a stable holding CDM who will break play up um, I think what Coquelin threatened to be for like five games <laughs> and then just didn't um, but that player that yeah it seems like Arsenal have been missing forever because Arsenal fans seem to really like um, Danny Ceballos um, and again he's another one I feel like I'm <laughs> slacking Arsenal players off now I don't mean to it's just that Ceballos and Pepe I'm, I'm not totally convinced by do you like Ceballos do you think he's the answer long term 
Uh, I like Ceballos. I don't think he's the answer in that pos- in that position. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not even sure if we're going to end up signing him after this season. It seems to be that we had him on loan last yeah. season, mm. and then we were hoping to have him on loan or even sign him permanently this transfer window. And then it looked like it wasn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then it was going to happen. It was all very late, and somehow we still think we're going to sign him on a permanent deal le- next season. I can't see that happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's going to go back to Real Madrid and probably do well there. Um, I think we've got to. I think Awar was supposed to take his position. Yeah, absolutely. Play alongside him, um, and that was another one of those things that looked like it was going to happen, and then it wasn't, and then it didn't, for whatever reason. It ended up being said that Awar didn't want to come to Arsenal or he didn't oh, really? want to leave. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and that was with a few days of the transfer window left to go. Yeah, well, I wondered when I asked you the question about um, who you'd sign if you had a blank checkbook. Um, I wondered if that was a name that would come up just because he was so heavily linked. So actually, I um, focused on Alwa in like one of the first episodes I did of this. The um, diehard listeners may remember. <laughs> um, focused on him, but at the time, I think the rumor was that he was going to join City. So, you know, it was a while ago. It was before the end of last season. Because um, he's a player that I really, really like. And in fact, um, I was focusing on the first time that I saw him play Manchester City, which was like two years ago now. Um, but he then obviously played them again and was equally brilliant in that game. So he just seems like one of the coming forces in world football. And if you could get him, then him and party in midfield, instead of, um, let's say... You know, Sabios may still be there, but El Nene and Jacker, for example, that's like it's it's not a level up; it's ten levels up. Yeah. So then you're starting to see an Arsenal team that um, you know really could, really could kick on and um, and and win one of the big two finally. Yeah, especially with the forwards that we've already spoken about. Yeah, we? yeah. In the forward areas, it seems like you're covered. I mean, Lacazette seems like maybe he won't be there forever. It was rumoured that he would leave in the summer. I don't really know why. He seems to do fine for for, for Arsenal for me. Um, but maybe Inketia will um, will come through and take and take his spot. Um, and of course, you've still got the main man, Abamyang, yeah. um, in in terms of goals. Um, so, well, I think we will leave it there. Uh, thank you so much for being the first ever live, actually in person guest on Die Hards and Glory Hunters. Pleasure. <laughs> and um, yeah, to all the listeners. So yes, after um, a couple of weeks or even more than a month of inactivity, um, I am hoping now to try and produce some more, much more regular, consistent content. I think what I'm going to do is just keep pushing on with the special episodes. I hope you guys like them um, because it means that I don't have to keep waiting for a fan um, to get in touch in order to, to actually record an episode. But having said that, if you are listening to this and your club hasn't been spoken about yet on the podcast, do get in touch. I would love to have you on um, and we'll obviously have a, a, you know, a good talk about your team. And as ever, if you want to follow the podcast, follow it on Instagram is Diehards and Glory Hunters, Facebook the same, and Twitter is at DH and GH. So thank you, Ollie, and I'll speak to you guys soon. <laughs>